Everybody, welcome to another episode of Real Drinks with Ali Flores. That's me, Ali Flores, and um, this is the podcast where we talk about movies. Uh, I grew up a longtime film buff, so much so that I started doing film and television and became an actor. And I decided, you know, what's better? What's better than hanging out with your friends, talking about movies, and drinking? So I created this podcast. So I'm inviting my friends, people that are in the industry, producers, actors, writers, directors. And uh, today, I have a very good friend of mine. Um, we've met, you know, several years ago. We've done a lot of improv together. Um, he's very, very funny. So uh, please welcome Mr. Matt Tremel. Matt, how are hey, you, buddy? Holly. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How are you in your in your jaunty blue uh, shirt? I'm doing I'm doing well. It's a it's a school night, and I'm full of beans. Wait, what, what does that mean? Full of beans? I don't know. Just excited. <laughs> it's what us cool cats say. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize we were in the cool cat zone. Right. We'll get so, there. Matt, we officially met at Mama's Comedy Show, correct? Yeah. On stage, potentially. Exa- yeah. It was like, Why? all right, who's playing tonight? And it was. Yeah. Yeah. Fact, um, I think it was. I think it, wanted, it was one of those where, and I think you've had, probably had it to where hey, Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Show starts. At some point, we do a scene together. It goes fun. We look at each other and go, oh, we're friends. Yep. That was it. I was like, oh, this is good. You yes and well. We're going to have fun. <laughs> it was great. And then we became really good friends. Um, and God, I don't even know how long ago. It had to be close to 10 years ago. Somewhere around there, I'd say. About nine or 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So you are um, – in the industry as an improv guy, you don't do any film and television, correct? Nope. I did not like uh, auditions. You weren't a fan? Nope. What was it about uh, um, auditions that turned you off? I think is that I kept getting called back and I never got hired. It was like 10 times. And I was like, you know what? This is not bad. <laughs> so I think at that point I was like, you know what? Maybe film and TV is not what I'm cut out for. So, then so I you're like, up. you know what? I'm out. We'll just stick yep. to improv. Yep. Yeah, and, and Matt is a phenomenal improvist. Um, he's great. He's, uh, he's one of the best in Orlando. Um, I love working with him. One of the downfalls of Matt is he, he likes really bad puns, um, like so bad that you want to punch yourself in your genitalia. Um, wow, that's a whole new one. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I have, I have, I've stopped talking to him for several weeks because of something he posted. Um, yeah. You What's and Ed Bud. Ed Bud is the king of dad jokes, and you do the same okay. thing. Yeah. So bad. Do you have one in your back pocket right now? Back pocket right now. Uh, why did the monkey fall out of the tree? I don't know. Because it was dead. <laughs> no, it <didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even a pun. That's not even anything. That's just wrong. Ever. But see, you're laughing. It worked. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Matt, how long you been? how long have you been performing? When did you get the uh, performing bug? I started, I started in 1999. Um, it's not like I've performed every week 
since then. But uh, yeah, I've been performer for, I guess, 20 years or so now. So yeah. Oh, wow. It's been so cool. And, and was it, were you in plays and stuff or did you just start doing improv? Yeah, I did plays and stuff in high school and uh, enjoyed that. And then uh, I, I kind of got away from it in college for, I think, no other reason than I just, uh, it just, I just didn't do it. Uh, no conscious thing. But then I got out and I, I got the itch to do something that I saw. I was living in Milwaukee at the time and I saw an advertisement for uh, improv. So I went and learned. At that point, I was a super fan of uh, um, Whose Line mm-hmm. Is It Anyway? So I was like, you know what? That seems pretty fun. I could do that. Sweet. And it turned out I couldn't. But then after a while, I could. <laughs> Yeah, and, and for those of you watching us on YouTube or listening to us on iTunes or wherever you can hear us, uh, Milwaukee is the improvisational hub. Like, you, if you can make it in Milwaukee, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> um, such greats come out of Milwaukee, like um, Slappy McFister. Such a – oh, my God, the bits that he had. Oh, God, he was good. He, he did, and he did like to slap his bits too yes very much so very much so and that's what made him famous in (laughs) vaudeville at least um you know i hate to tell you well this will come around later but let's keep going i'm gonna remember this moment (laughs) in a little bit okay okay um okay so you're steeped in improv you like slapstick um were were you a stooges guy or were you uh, not really. I mean, no? it's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it didn't get me. It didn't get me the same way. No, okay. I, I've always been more of a. I think uh, more of a. Actually, I don't know. I'm I'm for whatever I think is funny. I don't think I can categorize. So myself. old school, like growing up, did you like? I grew up, and the Stooges were on, so I loved the Stooges. I love them. I did. Um, I liked Red Skelton as a kid. Red Skelton. Like yeah. Um, I I mean, I did like Stooges, but my dad had me watching python when i was oh so like that that i saw pretty early um Wee herman when i was like the original playhouse or the movie yes no the 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 stage show they did uh which i believe they got based on or they got the show based on that show Mm -hmm. was on like hbo a ton and my sister and i watched it 50 times so stuff like that and that's what that's what got you into. It was like you know what I want to start performing. I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. All right. So steeped in comedy, Mr. Matt Tremel. What are we talking about today on Real Drinks? Today, Ali, uh, you and I were born around the same time, so mm-hmm. I'm sure this is in our wheelhouse. Two thousand one. Yep. Two. <laughs> were you talking about? I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Yes, of course. That's when we were born. Uh, the movie The Naked Gun. Star yes, Leslie Nielsen. What a wonderful film! Yeah, um, such so many laughs packed into an hour and a half film, um, and it's one of those films that is an iconic film. Uh, uh, I, I feel bad for people that are younger that have never seen it, um, but I think the film still holds up. I think it's brilliant. Um, the acting and everything in it, the gags the direction, the writing, all phenomenal. Agreed. So when you saw the film, how old were you when you saw the film? Do you remember? I think I saw it in the theater, whatever. Really? 
when did it come out? 94, maybe? Ish? I think. Yeah, I think I saw 89, it. 90, something like that? 90. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, I would have been whatever that age, 13 or 14. Wow, and you saw it in a theater. See, I didn't see it in a theater. I didn't see it until after I got like into college. Well, I grew up in a very small town where you had to drive 40 minutes to go to a movie theater. So it was a special occasion. So I rarely got to see films uh, growing I, up. I had the same movie. Uh, that was the same in my small town. I just would see it. We'd get it, but it'd be like four months later. Sometimes, sometimes if it was going on, it'd be to video. At the same time, it would be opening in our theater. Oh. So that may be why I was. Wow. Okay. Okay. So before we get into it, it is real drinks. So we've talked about the real. We've talked Mm -hmm. about the film. Mm -hmm. What are we drinking? Well, tonight. You're already ashamed. I can see the shame. You know what? You know what? I'm actually not ashamed. That's what's so shameful about it. Because I know, I think I know that you're ashamed for me. I'm so ashamed. Which just makes me <laughs> endlessly entertained. Tonight, a Ali Flores, we'll be drinking <clears throat> Smirnoff Ice Screwdrivers. And why, pray tell? Hold on, let's, before that. So when we talk about, hey, I, I let my, my interviewer, you know, when they come on, I, my guests, I'm like, hey. I want to drink something based on this. So he created, he thought of a great reason. I went, oh, a screwdriver. That's perfect. I'm like, I've got the ingredients in my house right now. I don't have to go shopping, which I had to go shopping for almost every other um, podcast we've been doing. I'm like, all right, I got to go buy that. I got to go buy this, which by the way, I've got a ton of liquor in my house right now. Um, (laughs) So I'm like, all right. So I was like, oh, I got those. So (laughs) I find out someone doesn't like vodka and he goes, oh, what about this? And what did you? <laughs> well, I did a little Googling. <laughs> Just so everyone can see the manliness next to the man. <laughs> Smirnoff Ice. So I have a legit oh, screwdriver. Really? All right. Well, let me, let me open this so we can cheers. Hello. There you go. Boom. This is my first taste ever of one of these. Mm. First taste ever. Oh. Your God, it tastes just like orange juice. It probably does. That means it's that's, dangerous. It, I do, that's what I was about to say. Dear me. Yeah, that means it's dangerous. Did you say dear me? It, <laughs> Did you clutch the pearls? As well? Dear me. That's what uh, all of us ladies Oh, say. my. Just, I have been watching a lot of Murder, She Wrote. Don't judge. <laughs> Angela Lansbury is hot. I'm sorry. And she solves crimes? Come on. I know, right? With her. Doesn't. Okay. All right, so we're talking about the naked gun. Mm -hmm. Um, Why are we talking about the naked gun? What what, uh, prompted you to to, to, to suggest this movie? We're drinking screwdrivers. Oh, why? Yes, it's why. That's all right. Because if you'll know, one of the stars of the film is. Orenthal James Simpson, otherwise known as O.J. Yes. So, in his honor... What was the other reason? Hold on. What was the other reason, which I liked as well? Uh, what, what was the other reason? What's the color? Look at the color of it. That's what we started thinking about. Because the color? The, oh, because, <laughs> because it looks like piss? Yes! 
but I, but you said, but I thought lemonade, your idea about lemonade was good too. But yes, because Frank Drebin takes a really, really long pee. I was like, well, why don't we drink piss? Which of course I was joking, but Ali was like, okay, great. What about lemonade? No, I'm, that's brilliant. I'm like, that's exactly what I want for the, for the podcast. I'm like, yes, something inspired by the film. And that's brilliant. Like if we do a league of their own, we're going to have to do the long pee. I mean, it's, it's got another long pee. Uh, well, you're happy now because you know that they you can go right back to your friend. I can. Smearing off ice. <laughs> I feel like they should be a sponsor right now. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah, I think it might happen. I think it might happen. Um, okay, so we're talking, we're talking um, the naked gun. And um, we're drinking five of these. They seem like anything. What? We're drinking screwdriver. Well, I'm drink. I'm the only one drinking a real screwdriver. Hey, this was this was uh, mixed by hand by a robot in I don't know Georgia maybe. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Sorry. Say what you were going to say. Georgia in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Probably you're right. Mm-hmm. They ship it all the way. Okay, so I know a lot of our viewers and listeners have never seen – oh, is that COVID? You got, you got the Rona? What was that? No, no. Okay, okay. I don't – do we need to – What? Do we need to mask up? I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, okay, so we are doing The Naked Gun. Give me – why was this on the list? Why, why did this pop out immediately to you, The Naked Gun? Oh, man, I just – I love this movie. I mean, I've seen it so many times. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of jokes. Like when you said packed, it really is packed. There's visual jokes, I mean, audio jokes. There's, they just, they put, they put stuff in all the time. Like there's not a funny scene. It's just continuously throughout. And I think they yes. with all three movies. Like I couldn't pick, I mean, the naked gun is the original, but honestly, all three of them, yeah. I like, the same i really yeah, do me too two and a half three and a third oh my god they're great they're great and i mean the zookers they they struck gold yeah with this and other films they've made of course yeah they've been all right you know they've done some decent stuff right. um so okay so for people that have never seen uh naked gun give me a, give me the give me the rundown what is the naked gun about not just the gags but what's the what's sure. the plot? what's the thing the movie is based off of uh TV show that the Zookers did called The Naked Gun Files from Police Squad, which only went six episodes, but they took the idea and they put Leslie Nielsen, who is a, traditionally before this a dramatic actor, and put him in this role as the straight man where he is, uh, I don't know if you call him bumbling, I guess, bumbling uh, detective uh, who is trying to um, stop the, the murder of the queen. Yeah, Matt. When when somebody when somebody's at that level, you don't just—it's not called murder; it's an assassination. So he was assa- she, He's trying to stop the assassination of the he's queen of England. Fucking the queen, huh? Yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna whack the queen. Whack the queen. <laughs> so it's the <laughs> queen of England. Sorry. And uh, uh, okay, so we yes. got there. You go. So, so the assa- yes, assassination of the queen and Ricardo Montalban's in there. Yes. So you're you're give me the the. The plot points here. So, you've got Leslie Nielsen's character, who's trying to is a 
a bit of a goobel. He's a he's the bumbling detective trying to stop the assassination of the queen. Ricardo Montalban plays who? Uh, um, the the villain. He is the okay. the antagonist. Frank Drebin. Frank Drebin gets into it because Nordberg, played by O.J. Simpson, gets he's uh, he is um, he's scoping out these boats. He goes in. Uh, they're looking for. Uh, they're looking for heroin dealers or something. He goes in the boat. He gets attacked by. <laughs> sort of, it, it, he kind of attacks himself and gets <laughs> into the hospital. So Frank's like, "I'm gonna find out who hurt my friend." Yes. And by the way, those of you listen, uh, watching, uh, this is the international sign for scoping things out. Yep. This right here, scoping things out. I can't put my finger on it, but it's somewhere over here. <laughs> So he gets, he's in the hospital. He's almost uh, killed. Yes. So Frank Drebin is investigating that, what's going on. And then he stumbles upon a greater plot. Right. Yeah. Um, and the plot is Ricardo Montalban's character is trying to get the Queen of England assassinated. Right. He's and then he's comedy been, ensues. Yes. He's been hypnotizing brain manipulations of people, making them kill against their will. Yes, that's right. He's making people um, – there's a big line that he says, um, anybody can be a sniper or an, uh, an assassin. Um, yeah. Yes. So let's start from the beginning. We start off with that iconic police squad. Um, opening where they're following the light, the the, si the siren, and they just keep going into random green screen. Dish, 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 dish. It's it tells you right off the bat this is going to be silly. This is going to be silly. It's going to be awesome. That's the stage perfectly yeah. because it. I think right, especially now, everyone's waiting. What's the meaning of this? What are we? What are we getting out of this? Oh, this is just too silly. This isn't. Oh no! It's it tells you this is. You don't look for plot points. Don't look for this. You're just here to have a good time. So enjoy it. And I and I like that about this film because it just right off the bat, boom, this is what it is. Puts it out there. Yeah. Um, when you say or when I said it, and then you reiterated it, which is exactly how it, it is. So packed with with gags. Like I I watched it again, and. Uh, what's funny is it had been a while, a long while since I'd seen the movie. And you think you remember the movie because you remember most of the bits. Yeah. I guarantee you, for those of you who have not seen it in, let's say, 10 years, you haven't seen it, but you think you know the movie, you're going to go back and you only know 10% yeah. of the gags that actually happen. And the beauty was last I was laughing out loud so hard at some of the bits. And I'm just like, Oh my, I don't even remember that bit. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. I mean, we, I think I told you the other day, like my wife and I just rewatched this maybe a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And I hadn't, and like you, I hadn't seen it in a long time. It was one of those where I watched it a lot. And then I was kind of like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put this away for a while. I don't need to watch it for a while. And then, yeah, we were both laughing out loud, which <laughs> I don't laugh out loud at movies that often. Even if they are funny, it's, that's, a, that's a thing, you know? How, how often does your wife laugh out loud? I mean, outside of sex with you. She did. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <She> did. 
once in the early 2000s before I met her. Oh, she did once then? Yeah, one time. <laughs> but, no, actually, we laugh a lot. We watch a lot of Python together. She's a big Python fan. Yeah, I think it, I think this falls in the same type of silliness. I love now. Are are you talking about like um, Flying Circus, or are you talking about the films? She likes she likes the films. I think more than I do, but she does like uh, the yeah Flying Circus as well. It's it, Python is great, and I, and it really is an acquired taste. If you don't get into it, it, it just for some reason people just don't get into it. And British humor, especially that type of British humor. Um, is hard to get into, but it, it struck a chord with me immediately. Yeah. And I, I, I will tell you this. I've been introducing my daughter at, at, at probably when she started around six or seven, when she started actually liking movies, I started introducing her to my favorite stuff. Nice. I have not introduced her to Naked Gun yet, and I will because I oh. think she will laugh so hard. <laughs> um, but she liked a few of my favorites, and the test was Holy Grail. I went, Let's see what she does with this. Yeah. And I thought she didn't really dig it. I think she was doing it for me going, no, it was good. It was good. So the next morning I'm in my office and I'm doing some work and I hear the opening number as I'm working. (laughs) And I open my door and I go, are you watching Python again? Yeah, it's so funny. (laughs) And I almost started crying. I was like, oh, my God, I love you so much right now. Oh, and she loves it. The moment you realize that you loved your daughter. That was the moment. That was the moment. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so Naked Gun. Yeah. You've got Leslie Nielsen. You touched on that. He was a dramatic actor. Yeah. Um, primarily, like that was his gig, and he was good. Yeah. And it wasn't until, I don't know who directed Airplane. I can't remember who directed Airplane. Uh, was it the Zucker Doctor- Brothers again? Yeah, that was. I think David directed that one. And they said, I don't want anyone who's done comedy before. And they brought in Leslie Nielsen, who is a dramatic actor. And that's why it worked so well. And it's something when I, I – like I teach stand-up. And I, I've taught improv as well and, and some sketch stuff. But I always say you never play to be funny. You play the realism of the scene and then the people will bring that funny to it. They'll see the funny. And that's what Leslie Nielsen is. That's his bag. He's the ultimate, actually the ultimate straight man, at least in, in Airplane and this. I mean, and you, you, you hit on it there too, him and Airplane. I think that's what, from Airplane to like, oh, we got to make, we got to put this guy in more stuff because he just plays a doctor, like a very serious doctor who happens to find eggs in someone's mouth on an airplane that's, that's and, what, but but even this thing happens when he finds those eggs it's not a gag like he's playing it as oh shit i'm what the fuck's going on here why am i finding eggs like he plays it real and that's what makes naked gun to me so good is that no one is playing the gag no one is playing the the fake out and everything they're just doing the scene as if they it, that it's real. Um, go ahead. And that that go to your point. So I'm a big Weird Al Yankovic fan, which I think you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Al fan. I've been since I was zero. But um, but Al does a cameo in all three movies. But just to let you know, like 
he doesn't perform any of the movies. On the first one, he just gets off a plane. The second movie, he plays a like uh, he he plays a, a like a drug dealer or something. In he just has like a short cameo scene. Mm-hmm. And the third one, he does another. Uh, he's just another cameo as himself. What I'm saying is, you take in what most people consider a funny person, not use them as a funny person, just use them as a person. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they, they don't need to. And I think this movie would fail. I really do think it would fail if it, it took that vaudevillian style of ba-da-ba. Like it, it wouldn't, those gags would not hit the way they do because they're so subtle. There are so many gags that happen. While you're laughing at one gag, Another one's already gone by that you missed sure. because they're just playing the realism of the scene. It's, it really is a, a training ground on how to play slapstick. And, and the terminology for now is dad jokes because a lot of this is just dad joke stuff. Yeah. But it's not about playing the joke. It's just about playing the realism of it and letting the funny come from it. I think in that in that case, when you're the performer, you're just trusting your director. Who you know, here's a scene. This is what we got. Trust me, this is gonna this is gonna work. I promise you. Because I'm sure in a lot of those things, it's like, all right, well, this is just a conversation with two people. But then Priscilla Presley just happens to have a statue of a beaver. That's what I was just about to ask. I was gonna say that I was gonna bring that one up. What what's your what's your favorite? Give me your, give me a few of your favorite gags, like the the ones that come to mind automatically from that movie. That's the one that always comes to mind for me. I like when the one where, well, I don't know if this is something like that, where uh, uh, Ed says, <laughs> he says, "What could it be? Sex, Frank? No, not right now." Uh, those and that's are genuine. I guess. <laughs> No. Not right now. <laughs> no, Ed, I'm not attracted to you. No, Ed, I'm not gay. No, Ed, what the hell are you saying? Just not right now. So, essentially, he yes-anded him while yeah. turning him down. Like, he right. was like, not right now. Well, yes. Well, for me. <laughs> One of my favorites is the beaver. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. I lo- yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could pick one, but that sticks out to me. Um, you know what actually well anyway I can talk about my favorite bits forever but no then it's please I'm nerding out that's the whole point of this please nerd out I love when they're in the um, where they're in the, the the scientist's office or whatever I'm forgetting everybody's names and he's like okay. and there's a really tall guy Al you got something on your face and he moves his hand up no the other side and then a banana just falls <laughs> it was a chunk of a bunch you have so many kills me every time i bet i mean i've seen it like a hundred times it still makes me laugh every time because for normal humans you have something it's just a little thing but he's so big it's like just an entire, it's like a half a banana that falls um <laughs> oh my god i loved I, I i completely forgot about this bit i completely forgot about the gag but they're like where did they find him? Oh, they found him floating in the water. And they panned to the water, and there's a chalk outline floating <laughs> in the water. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I think that was the first time I think I woke up my daughter is when I started laughing at that one. I'm like, oh, God, she just woke up because I, I laughed so hard. 
I will say also, like, if you're going to watch the first one, please, you have to watch the second and third one as well. Yeah. You, I would say this is one of few times where the sequels do not disappoint at all. In no. Fact, I think I might like two the best of all three of them. Yeah, I got to go back and watch the other two. Um, they're so great. Did you know that there was going to be a four? Uh, no, I didn't know that. And uh, it was more of a, like, you know, because Leslie Nielsen has passed. Uh, and it was going to be Ed Helms. But instead they put Ed Helms in the Chevy Chase role in Vacation. So that could fail. I could not get that. I couldn't get through it. I think I got through more than five minutes. I couldn't get through it. And, and you know what's sad? Yeah. Someone that we both respect comedically, or not, we may not respect this person comedically, um, loves it. But Todd Farron loves <laughs> loved it and i went i didn't even i couldn't get through it he goes you didn't even get to this scene no it was so bad and and you know what i do respect todd farron but i just lost a little bit yeah no, I'm just i mean if it weren't for the fact that we were having sex at the time like i would have walked out but you know you gotta maybe i have to give another try i don't know i this I, is i don't know anybody else who's made it all the way through or it, that will even admit to seeing it. And I'm a fan of Ed Helms. I like Ed Helms. Sure. Yeah, he's great. Um, okay, so we're in the middle of, of, of okay, so they found, um, God, Norberg, Norberg in the, in the ocean, and he's, you know, played by played by O.J. Simpson, uh, who, by the way, was was already starting to come of his own um, as, a, as an actor. Um, you know, he'd retired from football, and then he started – doing some TV shows and some movies. So it was a, at that point, it was actually a name. It was a get to get OJ Simpson. Sure. Um, at this point, um, like people were killing, dying to get him. Um, so they got him. They, come on. That was a bad trouble joke. Come on. How do you... <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, and you've got so many good people in this movie. Does Ollie get his own joke? He gets his own joke. He does, right? <laughs> then I'll laugh. Okay. That's how it went. Um, what happens when you're drinking Smirnoff Ice screwdrivers? Give me the tagline. Give me the tagline for Smirnoff Ice screwdrivers. A tropical song in every bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every now and then, you got to bring it up, and I want to hear a um, Naked Gun-esque commercial for that. Okay, I can do it. Can I also point out best character name ever? Pap Smear. Yes. Which I didn't get that joke until I was uh, an adult. Like, Why would you? Walk, yeah, after, you know, you've had a girlfriend who. You have, a, you have to have a long term relationship with someone who's of age. Like, you couldn't be in college. Like, they, it never really happened in college yeah. stuff. It wasn't until after college, and you have someone. And then you know the joke, and that's another moment. I have to go to the gynecologist. Oh, yeah? I have to get a pap smear. What the hell is that? Oh, wait. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't tell me. It was so great. No, oh, thank you. Um, so the cast of you, – you got to cast the right people for this, uh, for this type of film. Uh, you can't have someone – you can't have really newbies. Like day players – you're going to have some day players, but they better be good day players. Um, those of you that are not in the business, uh, day players, it, it's somebody that comes in for a day. They're going to shoot 
all of their scenes in one day. Um, so it may seem like a small role. However, it's a good, it's a good meaty role. You just gotta, you gotta bring it. And there were several mm-hmm. really good roles that were day players. One of my favorite ones and, and almost every one of the cameos are not cameos, but little roles like that. You see them in every, in so many other things. My favorite one is the, uh, who came after Norberg? Who was hiring? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. How about now? And he holds a 20. All right. It was this. Well, tell me this. Oh, I don't know if I could tell you now. My memory's. what about now? I do know that. Uh, and then he goes, why are you asking? Well, I don't know if I could tell you that. What about now? And he, they give the money back and forth. And Frank Drebin actually leaves with an extra $20. <laughs> and oh, that was brilliant writing because in the middle of it, he goes, I don't have any more money. Can you spot me a 20? Yeah. That's about now. <laughs> Low life scum. It's so good. And there are so like, it's so many. I'd love to have like, you know, on YouTube right now, they have all the kill counts for, they have shows that do the kill counts for horror films. Yeah, but that's interesting. I'd love the gag count. On this gag count, yeah, this and any porn. I want to know the gag count on holy cow. There's so gotta be so many, makes me want to. <laughs> okay, so I know you're that guy. Okay, um, so you can't do that, you can't hit that dangly thing in the back of your throat. God. <laughs> it's called a uvula. Yeah. I know what it is, but they say gag dangly thing. <laughs> It, it matches. It works. Um, they call it the gangy thing. So, okay. So, we get into the plot. He meets um, Ricardo Montalban, who, by the way, famous for two things are he's famous for before this film. What's he famous for? Fantasy Island. You got to know the other one. What would be the other thing that he's famous for? I'm sure I know, but I'm not thinking of it right now. What is it? The reason they cast him as the bad guy. Dated your mom? Swear to God, I will open up a can of Beta Bitch right now on Zoom. Um, I hate you so much. Um, Khan. He played Khan. Yeah, duh. Okay. Wrath of Khan. So that's the reason they cast him. The Hispanic guy as the German bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Makes perfect sense. And they didn't even change his name. It's so German. It's like, <laughs> like, mira, senorita. And like, whoa, wait a second. Um, I, th- I think you're supposed to be German. Um, <laughs> but they cast him because of, of Khan. They saw him as a villain, and they went, that's the guy. That's that the guy. Tracks, yeah, because, yeah, because they get, uh, yeah, because they get other people who played villains before in the other film. So that mm-hmm. makes that makes sense. I like that. Yeah, so he meets up with him, and then he discovers the plot to kill the queen. Um, another one of my favorite gags is, um, and, and, and right now I'm starting to think that maybe I'm getting my movies mixed. But I, I think it's this one where he goes, he's got a picture of your wife. Um, He's got a, um, he takes his wallet, but it turns out to be Ed's wallet. It's this one, right? This one. Because he's frisking people as they come into the, queen, the queen's ball. Yes. To grab Ed's wallet. 
Um, and then he just bumps. and he starts beating. <laughs> Ellen, not Helen. Ellen. Oh my God. Um, and Ed, um, apparently, like they they loved him right off. They they slated him right off the bat. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, he is a famous actor as well. Yes. I'm- and, and I'm blanking, and I don't know why I'm blanking. Hold on, let's look at. I've got a computer in my pocket right now. Only we had a device to help us with these sorts. of I things. know, and 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 if if only we had a good host that did all the research. Um, that son of a bitch. He should have got this naked gun. There it is, right on the top. Because I did some research. I should be the subject. There he is, George Kennedy. Ah, oh, such a great actor. Um, yeah. And again, someone who just plays it. Yes, yeah. plays the lines and plays it real, because I I think I think seventy five percent of these gags, as well as they're written, would fall flat if they tried to play the funny instead of just playing the, the scene. Well, and also, I mean, you know, you've taught improv, you do improv. Status is a big thing. These yeah. guys come in; they're already older. Mm-hmm. Staff. They've been actors for a long time. You've seen them in something high status. And they're carrying themselves in a serious way. So they have super high status for them to be delivering stupid ass lines. Hilarious. Can I tell you the equivalent right now to the, um, those actors, Kelly and, and Nielsen that went from dramatic actors to doing comedy would be Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin was a serious actor. He did some legit, it's true. No, he, shit. He was super. Um, but it wasn't until he got into Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. and they went, oh, he's funny. And he likes comedy. And he's got great comic timing. Like, really good. But he's another one that plays it real. His role in 30 Rock is brilliant. Is almost Nielsen-esque because it's straight. Boom. Interesting. Yeah. Parallel. I would also put um, what's his name from who was in Third Rock from the Sun. Yes, um, uh, he was also in. Uh, oh God, uh, uh, he won an Emmy for Dexter, which is phenomenal. That was the best season of Dexter. Um, Lithgow, um, John Lithgow, yeah. The same category, like, is definitely funny, able to do comedy, but is a serious actor. With- and I think you need both chops to pull something off, like The Naked Gun or, you know, 30, or Third Rock from the Sun, 30 Rock, all those things. You need that serious to be able to play it real and still have that timing. That's, I was just going to say, yeah, because comedic timing, you can't. You can't synthesize that. You just you know how to do it or you don't, regardless of – yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, uh, you can bring Bobby De Niro in and have him do comedy, but he must also understand comedy, mm-hmm. you know, to just pull somebody from, from one genre to the next. And, and that's, a, that's a good point, bringing in Bobby De Niro um, for Analyze This and Analyze That. Right. Obviously a comedy. He paired well with, um, you know, Billy Crystal. But all they asked him to do was do the same roles he's done forever, yeah. and we're going we're gonna to mold it around in a comedy way. You yeah. deliver it exactly the same way you would in Goodfellas, in Casino. Do it exactly the same way. The situation around it will make it funny. Right. 
and 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 I think that's I think that all starts with the Zucker brothers with Airplane and the Naked Gun. Like it, it doesn't happen with that. Without those, those movies like that don't happen without Airplane, Naked Gun. Yeah, like I think you're right. That's definitely. I think they have they they are the genesis of a lot of things. But um, yeah, but obviously they came from somewhere else too. You know, then you can take it back to the Marx Brothers and 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 that sort of and that sort of comedy. But but I think yeah, I think that still follows like a linear sort of comedic linear uh timeline if you will from that those things and you know i'm sure it's paying dividends now because like uh, you know people our age are becoming uh obviously older but they're you know they're starting to direct big feature films they're starting to direct tv they're going to be the ones putting in i mean look at like al is uh he's gotten a lot of extra uh frame and stuff because of look at me He's gotten a lot of fame, but like Jimmy Fallon is a huge fan of his, so he's on Fallon a lot. So he's, you know, he's he's getting some heat there because yeah. Jimmy Fallon and I used to listen to Weird Al when we were ten. You know, yes. like it's uh, not together. I don't know Jimmy Fallon, but uh, <laughs> you know, Al, he's been around long enough that people um, are like, yeah, let's put him on. So no, it's great. So we get we get let's get to the climax of the film. You know, it's all the hijinks that's going on. They're trying to get, you know, find out, stop the, the assassination. Yeah, trying to get Colonel Montalban's office. We have the love interest um, with Priscilla Presley. She's um, great. Oh, great. phenomenal. Super attractive. She's like. You know who was supposed to, they almost had instead of her? Uh, Bo Derek. I said Bo Derek the same time you did. Oh, my God. Maybe I knew that, or I just guessed. <laughs> wow, really? Which I'm like, yeah, it was supposed to be Bo Derek, and I would put those two kind of in the same. Yeah, you got to be gorgeous, but I don't know that Bo Derek would have been able to pull off the comedy the way she That's did. True. I don't, yeah, I don't know her. I don't know her thing, but apparently, like uh, Elvis was a huge comedy fan. Yeah, I, guess. I can see that. No, she had timing, so you would think she would mm-hmm. at least know some laughs if she was pals with Elvis or married to Elvis. Yeah. So and she she had great stuff, great timing, great again, playing the real, mm-hmm. um, really good stuff. So that that's all going on, and then we get to the climax. We get to the final game, and some of my favorite scenes are in that final game, the the baseball game, um, and the first one was the opera. Oh my god, he's so good! It's Enrico Palazzo. Enrico Palazzo, and he comes out, and I still quote this to this day. Anytime the national anthem comes on, I always say, "Bunch of bombs in the air." Just. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good! And and watching they cut they cut back to Enrico Palazzo tied <laughs> tied together, and he's just angry because it's his name. They're like Enrico Palazzo. I like that. I like that he. <laughs> <laughs> knocks out he like knocks out Enrico Palazzo and it I mean ten seconds goes by. Knocks on the door. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Palazzo, just a minute. I mean in thirty more seconds he's out. And of course <laughs> of course it fits in perfectly, even though Enrico Palazzo's probably what three hundred pounds in, uh-huh. or in this film, you know? Yeah. Oh, so good. And then after he finishes, because the cops are coming to get him. He's singing the, na- singing the national anthem. He has to go, runs away, finds an umpire, 
knocks him out with a bat. It's an official bat. Boom. <laughs> knocks him out, and he comes out. And brilliant plan, because you can come out and start frisking every player that comes out. Let's look at that uniform. It's just tucked in. Let's do I, like, I, I like that there's a little bit of a scene. So after – it's like the seventh inning stretch, I think, at this point, And he goes up as the umpire still is talking to, to George Kennedy's character. And he said, I searched, I searched almost everybody. I searched almost every baseball player. And he, he just goes, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> we all saw you fucking, fucking <laughs> grabbing oh everything. Poor um, man. Oh, oh, it's so good. Um, and then that first strike. <laughs> and it stops. And it's so good, the editing, because it's like, and then you look at the fan, it pans back to the fans, and they're all going, what are you going to call him? He goes, strike. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And then, then it just progresses because he's, he's feeding off of the audience and just going crazy. And he starts doing the moonwalk at one point. Yeah, very in vogue at the time. It was. Actually, um, even past eight then. Because <laughs> I think it was 89 when this came yeah. out. I think it was 89. Um so, you know, I was four years old, um, and it was such a good – Maybe it wasn't the first one. Maybe it was the second one. Um, just all of the stuff that happens in that. And as a baseball player, like I played, I played baseball. I did some college ball as well. So I loved that baseball aspect of this movie, um, the, the, the pickle that happens, the rundown. And then he starts – they start throwing in – and he throws the umps out. You're out of here. You're out of here. And then the final out happens. No. And then here they come. The player comes out. Must kill the queen. Must Wait. Of course, any assassin would say to him. Because <laughs> they all turn into robots. Must kill the queen. <laughs> well, to be fair, Reggie Jackson was not, oh. still is not acting. But not at all. But charming, yes, he's got it. <laughs> Comes out and, and does his thing. And, um, you know, Frank Drebin. I love the fact that he saves it. And then somebody who, by the way, is an actor, is a known actor. Who says it's Enrico Palazzo? His one line in that film, and he is a known actor. Who is he, it? He is a he's a um, oh god he's a, they called him Chubby in one movie. Um, god, what's the, the the he was in television shows. He was in I think he was in Better Off Dead. Um, like he becomes an actor. Um, yeah, he was uh, he was also in uh, Huey's Big Adventure, right? Yes. He was, yeah. That's him. That's him. That's his line. Yeah. It's Enrico Palazzo. Sorry, character actor, sir. I do not remember your name, but yes. Oh, um, and so, you know, Frank Drebin saves the day. Um, but how does he save the day? Wait. So <laughs> you say it. Are you talking about the cufflinks? Yes. How does he save the day? He's given, but that was in the beginning of the movie. He's given these. Right, but he uses them now. Yeah, the, the cufflinks in a very Bond-esque moment. And she <laughs> tries to shoot, tries to shoot Reg, but instead hits, hits a lady on the third, the third tier. <laughs> Which, how? How is he that bad? <laughs> and the slow-mo of her going, Ugh. 
Uh, just tumbling down. Lands on Reggie Jackson. Can um, I say also that in the last – in that baseball thing, there's a lot of moments where they just use um, dummies where they're just like yes. thrown in the air. But you know what I realized? It doesn't matter. It's still funny. Even if you matter. know it's a dummy. It actually, especially if you know it's a dummy, it's even better. Because there's ones where, like, uh, they do, the, like, the um, – like, look at these crazy catches that have happened in other Angels yes. games. Somebody loses a head. You know, a tiger attacks the dude. <laughs> Gets in my car. Right? Yeah, there's, like, the fight. A dummy flies in the air. I'm like, you know what? This is still as effective – just throw a dummy in there. It's great. And all the announcers, they've like Tim McCarver. They've got so many. Dick Edinburgh. Um, Dickie V is in it. And then they've got Dr. Joyce Brothers. <laughs> Who is kind of like a punchline herself. At that point, yes. Um, so, yeah. the uh, When Ricardo Montalban takes uh, Priscilla Presley up into the stands, like as a hostage, and that's the dummy thing because he's hitting people with her. That's a dummy thing, and then, and then my favorite dummy thing, and you can even see the smoke from the hydraulics that it takes, but it's um, Norberg, it's OJ coming down in the wheelchair, and he goes oh, yeah. and flies, and you still see the smoke from the hydraulics. Are like, it doesn't matter. It's so funny. Matter. It doesn't matter. I think that's the thing for like comedy. Comedy gets a pass on so much stuff. Yes. And also, like, when you're watching it, you're not watching that closely. I mean, you probably see stuff now as you're an adult, but also you've been in films. You're looking for specific things. You know things that are happening or can say, I wonder how they got him to fly in the air. Let me rewind. Oh, yeah, I can see it's right there. Yeah, it's right there. Somebody in props, Bill. It's great. So Frank Drebin saves the day, saves the queen, um, gets the girl at the end. Um, it's a great film. It's it's it, it really is. It, I think it's been listed in AFI's uh, top 100 comedies of all time, um, and it should be. It should be. It's its own. It, it I think what makes it really stand out and and airplane and um, and and um, and those type, it it stands out. It's kind of they created sort of their own genre a little bit. Um, nothing real. Nothing else really. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's really been nothing. Else. There's been, you know, the um, uh, the loaded weapon, but those were like, but that's also like a takeoff on, you know, that's sort of just following their template mm-hmm. that they've already created. All right, Matt, it's time. All right, all right, I'll the leave. real drinks Ooh. quiz. And uh, wait, what? The real drinks quiz. Drinks. <laughs> oh mean- yes. With my Smirnoff Ice screwdriver. Please, please go. Where every woman is wearing what you don't want them to wear. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got ten questions for you, and what sucks is you've answered most of them already, and I went shit, shit. So can't wait. All right. After every two, I need a commercial. By the way. Question number one. Yeah. What is the movie based on? Uh, uh, Files of Police Squad, the Naked Gun TV series. Police Squad, yes. Very good. Ding, one. What is the villain's name? Uh, Quinn Habsburg. Oh, no, that's the second one. Um, what was his name? Let me, let me change it. What is Ricardo Montalban's name? 
we talked about it. No. How he's a Hispanic in a German, a very German <laughs> character name. <gasps> no. I didn't think you'd get tripped up this quickly. Oh, my God. How crazy. I don't pay attention to those kinds of names. You've seen this so many times. Tell me. This is maddening for me as well. Hold I'm going to give you another hint because I have right. faith in you. Well, I don't know that you'll get this, but it's a brand of drum. There's a drum equipment that uses his last name. It's also a part of Mozart's name, I believe. His last name is a little bit of Mozart's name. Actually, Mozart's first name is his last name. Go. Amadeus? What's the other one? There's there's two. Amadeus von... Oh, wait, not Mozart. Von Helsing? <laughs> I got it wrong. I got the wrong person. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know. Son of a bitch. Vincent Ludwig. Ludwig. God damn it. And you're right about the drum thing. I couldn't think of it. Um... Okay, that I was missed one. There is a bonus, so you may you may still. That's all right. I I still have uh, self esteem. It's all right. Okay, if you miss all of them but get the bonus, I'll still give you the ten. <laughs> Number. Th oh, oh wait, after two, I, I need a smearing off ice screwdrivers. Come on, you can stick your tongue in the top. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, what kind of fish bites Frank in Ludwig's office? A uh, uh, Japanese fighting fish, although it's actually a lionfish, but they call it a, a Japanese. Yes, very good, very good, a lionfish. Nice, yes. nice. All right, we're back on track. I got faith in you. Number four, when Frank gets off the plane, he thinks the press press conference is for him. Who is it actually for? Weird Al was on the plane. Yes, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, and you've answered this one, son of a bitch. What is the name of the giant cop? Al. Al. They yeah, only say it like three times. That's it. It's. I think just because I like that bit so much. It's so good. Uh, okay, that's two. Oh. <clears throat> Spearing off ice screwdrivers. Don't be fooled by our name. It's still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number six. Okay. There is a queen in this film. Mm -hmm. But there's also a princess. Name her. Uh, now, you weren't looking, so I got to do this. I got to do it again. There's a queen in this film, but there's also a princess. Name her. Oh, uh, you're talking about Priscilla Presley? And why would she be a princess? Oh, that's right, because, um, because her dad was a king. Her dad was the king. Boom, nice. <laughs> Number seven, I actually thought I would stump you on this one because I didn't think you were a sports guy. Um, what Reggie. Hall of Fame baseball player tries to kill the queen? Reggie Jackson. Boom. All right. Oh. <clears throat> Smearing off ice, screwdrivers. I've never met you, but I think you'd probably drink this. <laughs> this is going to be a deep cut. All right. We did not talk about this at all. Ready. What Oscar winner had a cameo in this film, and it just so happens to be his final film ever? A very well-known Oscar award winner. 
Did he play himself? No. He played a character. And he's actually should not be uncredited, but he's uncredited. I think at his behest. Damn it. Uh, this is one of those you're going to tell me and I'm going to say I should have known that. I I will, I'll give you the character. Okay. He's the driving instructor. When he... I don't know. I don't know his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Right. Extend your arm. Raise your middle finger. Yes. That is John Houseman. John Houseman. Yeah, I don't. I don't know his name. Who was so. a professor at Ju- Juilliard, an Academy Award winner, phenomenal right. actor. Um, that's and that's such a fun. Uh, go for it, Stephanie. Uh, that's such a great. <laughs> Thing. I don't know why he, that's a standout moment in the in the movie. Uncredited. He, he doesn't. He, I guess he didn't want. I, I don't know if he didn't like the movie or just like you know what, I want it. All right, this is going to test you. Okay. What is the full title of the movie? The Naked Gun Files from Police Squad. Let me let me talk to the judges. Naked Gun colon. Files, files of police squad. I'm sorry, they said no. Seriously? They said the naked gun. Yeah. Colon. From the files of police squad. Not files from the police squad. From the files of police squad. I'll give you credit. You can give me half credit. I'll give you credit for that. Number 10, what two teams are playing in the final game? It's the California Angels and the um, – shit, it's not the – is it the Brewers? Color scheme is very similar. It's not the Brewers. It's very similar, though. Oh, no, it's the um, – um, it's the uh, – um, god damn it. Mariners. Boom. Oh, nice. Okay. Bonus. All right. The last game is shot in which stadium? Okay. If you get this, I'll give you credit for all of them. All right. I don't – I'm going to – I honestly don't know for sure. I'm going to guess based on a lot of uh, – I'm going to make an educated guess, which would be um, – which would be uh, the – how's the name of it? The state uh, – the Brewers Stadium in Milwaukee at the time, and I can't think of the name of the stadium. It's now closed. Now it's Miller Park. But uh, you're that, going with Milwaukee Stadium. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. Yeah, it's not Milwaukee Stadium. I can't think of the name, but yes. Okay. Um, yeah. You know that this film was shot mainly in California, and it was the only two teams in there were the Angels and the Mariners. Right. But you went with Milwaukee. Well, here's the thing. I didn't know it was all filmed in LA, LA, but I could have guessed. But Jerry uh, Zucker and David Zucker are from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That would have been good, yeah. Earlier, when you made a dig at Milwaukee being the comedy hub, well, it is, Ollie. It is. Did you just call me Ollie? Um, it was actually shot. You people, most people will think it's in the A's stadium or, or the Angels stadium. 
was it at the time? Whatever stadium. No, it was. wasn't even there. It was at the current Dodger Stadium. Oh, okay. Um, it's funny because last night I'm watching the movie and I went, that's Dodger Stadium because I'm a Dodgers fan. I went, oh, okay. What are they? There's no angels in the Dodger Stadium. <laughs> and then I, I had to make sure, though. I was like, did they have the same shit going on? I had to type it up and make sure it was, in fact, Dodger Stadium. Is where they... All right. You've taught me. You've taught me. I've learned. Yes. So I think you missed, what did you miss? Three of these? Like two or three, yeah. I thought well, you were going to go all the way, man. I thought you were going to go all the way. Was smearing off ice, screwdrivers. You've never looked so bad. <laughs> Matt, I fucking love you, man. I love you so much, dude. This was so much fun. Um, where can people find you? Uh, at my house. <laughs> I don't go out much. This is the most entertainment I've had in months. Uh, you know what? I have a podcast that I sort of do. You know what? Let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> awesome. Um, from, from time to time, you can find me at SAC, and hopefully soon you will see me back at Mama's now that my schedule has cleared a bit and I can do a little bit more playing around with my friend Ali on stage. So let's just say hypodermically speaking that people outside of Orlando are listening um, yeah. and watching. Do you have, let's talk about your podcast and talk about where your Facebook, Twitter, whatever, wherever we can find you. <laughs> I don't market myself well. So I have a Twitter. Okay. I'm told. <laughs> oh, no. Now it's time for your dog to throw up. Yay. <laughs> no, he's not going to throw up. Okay, Jude, go lay down over there. Uh, my podcast is Matt's Holiday Movie Madness. You can find it on the internet. <laughs> and it is at mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Um, and don't forget to... Take a look at uh, Real Drinks on uh, Facebook, Real Drinks with Ali Flores. Find us on YouTube, Real Drinks with Ali Flores. Um, and uh, you can actually find me personally on TikTok at Comedic Actor. Find me almost anywhere at Comedic Actor. Um, Facebook, um, Twitter, Comedic Actor Ali on Twitter, Comedic Actor on uh, Instagram. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. I had so much fun <laughs> tonight. Um, give us, give us one last commercial and that'll be our, our way out. Smearing off ice, screwdrivers. You can drive home, but you shouldn't. <laughs> thank you, my brother. Uh, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night. Bye. Ollie. Yeah.